you know, my dad, he'd pick these figs and we'd come home and he'd make meze. He'd have feta cheese and he'd have the olives and the, the figs and, you know, we'd have a catch up. And um, so for me, figs is like a staple for for summer. Today on Dirty Linen's summer series, we are talking to the owner, the magician from Babajan, Kirsty Chaplius. Babajan is a Middle Eastern corner provador. And the last time I was there, it was, I guess a few months back, I was sitting there in the sun eating delicious pastry and cookies. So it does feel right to talk about summer with Kirsty. How are you going? I'm good. Thanks for having me. How are you? <laughs> I'm really good. Yeah, I'm really thrilled to have you on. I think Babajan's, I mean, it's um, it's become, in in a few short years, it's become such a popular and iconic place in Melbourne's inner north, hasn't it? Oh, thank you. Yeah, we've we've been pushing hard and working hard. I guess it's, yeah, it's a bit of a community um, vibe, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Yeah, I love that part of... Um, yeah, Carlton North, Fitzroy North. I used to live around there. Now I'm all the way on the other side, but do love an excuse to to get over to delicious places like Babajan. Um, but Kirsty, today you are going to share for our summer series uh, some of your most memorable meals. So what you got for me? Um, well, what initially came to mind um, is this raw fish salad that I get from my local Vietnamese place. It's... It's been a staple like every week. It's uh, around the corner and it's, yeah, that's my favourite. It's like a raw fish salad and it's full of Vietnamese mint and mint and uh, lime juice and chilli and I love it with a salted, you know, salted fish fried rice on the side. That's definitely one of my favourites. So it's not so much a fancy meal but it's it's Moorish and, yeah, you have to have it like... <laughs> Oh, I think I have to have it. It yeah. sounds so good and great for hot weather. So yeah. what sort of, like, is it something that you just you just need it at certain times? You just have to go and get it or do you have it for particular occasions or particular moments? It's normally a once a week, like, treat. Um, like, it's the night out that, you you know, the day you don't want to cook and I'm like, oh, let's go get Vietnamese. And I that's the one thing I always have. Like, I always have that and a salted fish and chicken fried rice and it's just, yeah, it's Moorish. It's delicious being healthy at, at the same time. <laughs> yeah, well, that's always a bonus. Yes, yes. Um, okay, what's what's another one that you just um, that springs to mind? Well, the other the other one that I I sort of rave about this guy um, is Lee Ho Fook. I love I love him. His um, his place is amazing. So I went there. I went there the first time. I took my staff there. I think it was 2018 or 2019 Christmas party and that was amazing and then I got to go again just in between the COVID lockdowns when we reopened um, and it was a treat. Like he did this um, white chocolate and cheese course um, which was amazing and then he did this like fried um, fried bread with like a charred spring onion oil and milk curds like it was, I don't know if you've been there in a while, but it was like delicious. Like you had the whole, it was like an eight-course degustation or something, um, but those two dishes stood out for me. Like I was like, he's just a magician. He is, he he's amazing. And he likes the whole time we're sitting at the bar and he's, you know, serving us matched wines and, yeah, he knows his food so well. 
Oh, Victor Leong is, um, yeah, so creative and uh, I love the way that Lee Hofuchs moved to that set menu. I um, I know that he's he does love that spring onion oil and that turns up on a lot of dishes and I, I've made it with him. Um, oh, have you? <laughs> yeah, because I got him to do some cooking videos with me. This is quite a few years ago now and he made, um, yeah, like spring onion and ginger, I guess, you know, it's such classic Cantonese flavours but, you know, it can be applied to so many different dishes. And so he uses the tops from the spring onions which would often hit the bin to make this beautiful bright green spring onion oil. And, yeah, it's so it's so delicious. And, yeah, I love um, I love the way he's brought dairy into some dishes that, you know, you might not expect. Yeah, it's so unexpected, yeah. very unexpected. Um, and, and some real, I guess, I don't know, you know, there's definitely that Chinese thread running through his food, but a lot of Japanese influences as well. Just in, in yeah, just a really interesting interplay of, you know, textures and, and cold and hot and, um, you know, slippery and crunchy. And yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, I actually, I'm long overdue a visit. It actually makes me think like one of the last events that I held before the whole of COVID, like, March 2020 was, I think it was Feb 2020. It was at Lee Ho Fook where I was doing this um, series of events called Signature Dish Series. And we went in to Lee Ho Fook. I took 10 people in there and we sat down and we had, uh, he, he put on a really amazing tasting with like di- tasting different soy, soy sauces. And it was just very, uh, it was really great insight into the particularity of, um, yeah, like sauce weights and uses. Yeah, it was fantastic. All the different soy mm. and the salty and, yeah, the lightness and, yeah, that would have been amazing because you just think soy sauce is soy sauce but it's so not like, yeah. Yeah, he's very clever. I, I'm so impressed with his food. So that's definitely one of the um, one of the most memorable, you know, nights out I've had in a, in a while. Um yeah, that's whenever anyone says to me, where should I go? I was like, that's where you go. That's, <laughs> that is where you go. You go to Lee Ho Fook. I love it when, yeah, I love having a certain recommendation up my sleeve as well. That's always, that's always good. Um, okay. What else, Kirsty? Um, well, I have um, a massive fig tree and an apricot tree in my backyard. And so for me, that is, sort of brings back memories because I, my father has passed away now, but he, um, it, when, before he'd passed, I'd, we'd, I'd hang out with him and he would say to me, oh, let's, there's this, there's this, um, fig tree around the corner from home. And, um, he'd climb this random neighbor's fig tree at 65 years old and pick figs you know, an old Greek man. I just thought it was hilarious. I've got photos. Like, I love it. It's just, you know, just it means a lot that I've now managed to grow this massive fig tree in, like, not in memory of him, but it was, it was, we always had it, but it never really grew. When we moved it once he'd passed away and it has gone crazy. Um, and so for me, like, being Greek and, you know, my dad, like, that's what we would do. We'd, he'd pick these figs and we'd come home and he'd make meze he'd have feta cheese and he'd have, you know, the, the, the olives and the, the figs and salami and, you know, like he, you know, we'd have a catch up. And um, so for me, figs is like a staple for 
for summer. So I think. Mm, I love it. Oh, my goodness. Figs are just so summery and uh, just that breaking open a fig, is there anything like it? No, no. Uh, <laughs> I, I think figs are amazing. When you sort of just tear it open, like you just tear it open and you see all the threads and the pink and the white, I love it. And a bit, bit you know, and sweet or savoury. Like I just think they're divine. So it's just a nice memory for me because now that when, now I've got my little boy at home and he's, you know, we'll, when the figs are in season and even the apricots, are, my apricot tree is going out of control as well. Um, you know, we go out there and he's climbing the fig tree and he's climbing the apricot tree trying to, like it's so, you know, it's just, it's going through the years. I love it. It's just, a, it's a nice thing. I, I used to say Papa used to do this and because he was really, you know, he was a bestie with, with my dad. So, you know, we're keeping oh, the traditions so going. So it's cute. Yeah. And I got I got shivers when you said you moved the tree after your dad passed away and then it went ballistic. Like that's pretty spooky. Yeah, it is a bit crazy. Yeah. It, it's literally the roots are coming out of the ground. Um that's how hectically it's grown. Like it's yeah. Yeah, it's I don't know why, like why that corner has just it's flourishing. So, you know, around and and last year we had a long season, like it was late, but it was long. So I had figs really late and so I was making you know they were all at work they all came to work there was you know fig in the salads there was fig in the jam there was fig in the Persian love cake there was figs everywhere (laughs) and what about apricots like how amazing is it to pick a warm apricot off the tree and just stand there and eat it it's perfect yeah right now there's I've got to get the ladder out and start picking because there's some ready you know, now already. Yeah. 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 Probably like maybe about, you know, 10 or 20, I can see at the top, but again, the branches are coming. I've got three fruit trees, the middle one's a nectarine and it hasn't, I think the fig and the apricot have just taken over. Um, like take just that one hasn't flourished at all. But so that's the thing. I'm not, I haven't done much to them and they are going off. So yeah, the apricots are again, that's one of my, like that reminds me of my grandmother when we used to, when I was young because she would make apricot jam and that was like my favourite jam. Lots of butter, fresh bread, lots of jam. Yeah, my grandmother, she's she was Hungarian and she used to do amazing things with apricots as well and with apricot jam. And one dish that I really remember just absolutely loving and now I want to make it is um, these baked poppy seed noodles that you'd, you'd like cook these egg noodles, flat egg noodles, and then you'd um, tumble them up in a baking dish with apricot jam, poppy seeds and cream, and then you put it back in the oven and, and um, till it went all crispy on top. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Oh, that's – what do you do with the noodles? You cook them like normal and then you, you just – You just cook them like normal and then, yeah, it's just like a sweet noodle bake. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, and – I don't even know if it would go caramelized, would it? Yeah. Yeah. Just with the jam. It's just, yeah, like sweet and toasty. Yeah. So good. (laughs) And easy. So easy. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't I make it all the time? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I know that, you know, you've traveled a lot and, you know, worked overseas. Do you have a a dish or or an ingredient Mm. or some kind of key food experience from your travels? There was one thing. I went to Vietnam long, long time ago before, like I reckon about 20 years ago, we went to Nha Trang and we were staying on the beach. And this is so simple, but this is, you know, I think the 
the delight in it that it doesn't need to be fancy or, um, you know, like lots of work done to it. But um, we were sitting on the beach and in the train, I don't know about now, but they were, you know, they come along with seafood on a barbecue and you'd pick what seafood you wanted. And and I'm not a big prawn person, but I had um, they just barbecued these prawns in front of you, and they, all they g- gave you was salt, pepper, uh, was white pepper, and lime juice, and you just squeezed it in hot barbecue prawns on the beach, and I just thought they were like the best thing ever. It was so simple, but because of the you know the char, because of the lime juice, because of the salt and the pepper, I was like these are. You know, and you're on the beach. I just thought they were, a, you know, a dream. But I haven't been back to Vietnam for ever. Like that was the first time and the last time. But um, wow. But that just sounds so great. And uh, you know, it's so much about the context, isn't it? Just um, yeah, simple but so memorable. Just doing things simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just you know, those basic. You know, I'm a traditionalist with a barbecue. Um. Like I want the charcoal. So, you know, that flavour is really important. Like I think it's so delicious. Um, Yeah, even for Christmas this year I'm doing a lamb on the spit and I'm like, got to order the charcoal, like make sure like it's, you know, eight hours sitting outside on on the spit, you know, ten hours on the spit. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I can... I can almost smell it. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, uh, we've got – I've got Christmas here for 30 people, so – you know, all the all the Greek cousins and it's going to be a big one, I think. It's going to be fun because we haven't got to do that. So, yeah, my goodness. Well, those lucky people. Um, <laughs> Kirsty, it's been such a pleasure. You made me so hungry. I can almost feel like the sticky juices on my on my hands from the figs and the apricots. Um, but, yeah, thank you so much for sharing some of these beautiful flavours with us today. Really appreciate it. That's all right. Thank you so much for um, chatting with me. No worries. Have a Merry Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Have a great summer. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you. This.